it is a pleasure to speak with you, Daron and Yoav, the Paz Bros, uh, the Paz Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it is a pleasure to speak with you about Plan A, which I loved, by the way. Thank it was you. Thank you so just much. Riveting storytelling, and based on a true story, it 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 says. Yeah, exactly. Um, for for you both, what was it that made you want to tell this story, and and what what did you learn about this to bring it to life? Well, you know, growing up in Israel, you hear we hear many Holocaust stories, and of course, watch films, and uh, we get to meet at school the Holocaust survivors, but we never came up with a story about revenge, and we started hearing some stuff about Jewish revenge, and we were fascinated about this subject. And then we started researching it. We said, we said well, it might be an interesting uh, uh, story for a film. But we thought about a small family drama uh, about you know, personal revenge. And then we started researching, and it just blew our mind to find a story that we never heard of about a group of 50 men and women, Holocaust survivors, who stayed in Germany right after the war, living and walking with the people who just try murder their families and try to murder them. And, and they uh, plan to, to kill back 6 million Germans for the 6 million Jews. And it's blew, blew our mind. Like, how come we never heard this kind of story? And then we, the first thing we did is starting to locating and uh, uh, reaching out to the people from Plan A that took part in this operation. They called themselves the Avengers. The Avengers mm -hmm. um, and uh, the Nakam group. Uh, and uh, uh, at, at back then, when we started writing the script few, uh, seven, eight years ago, they were uh, still alive. Unfortunately, most of them passed away uh, already. And we started interviewing them. And uh, we were amazed to find a very, really clear people that they they were always very uh, they knew a, a bit afraid to tell their story because they knew how it sounds in today's and in modern eyes ears to hear these kind of stories for them trying to to kill civilians, but uh, they kept on telling us and and reminding us the way they were back then, young people uh, all they sucked in sorrow and they lost everything. They were the only one from their families. And the only thing they could think of was revenge. You know, they looked around and they saw Germany being rebuilt. Uh, the, the, most of the, the Nazi and the soldiers, uh, criminals, you know, were, keeping, were continuing on with their life, not really paying a price for what they, the horrible thing they did. And they decided to do something. They felt their, their urge for him to, to uh, shake history. This is how they said it. So after only after researching and meeting and reading about the subject, uh, only then we started uh, writing the script. And later on, we shot the film. And we were lucky to get August Deal from uh, the, the, and uh, Sylvia Hooks and the Israeli actors like Michael Aloni. So we are very proud that the cast we had. And, and yeah, and now we are very happy that the film is out. It really is phenomenal, and you—you you just said that you got the chance to speak with them. Yeah. Um, so many of them passed. I—I I have to ask, like you said, that this is—they were afraid to tell their story because of how things have changed. Have their views of the mm -hmm. events of those days changed, or or do they still cling so tightly to them as as justified? 
Uh, yeah, it's a good question. It's a very complicated question right. because you know there are first of all there are amazing group of people. All these the original Avengers. There were fifty. As you have said, I think there was three. There are three or four left, and they are all grew up to be in Israel later on. They came. They came to Israel, and they were all generals and you know very high ranked people building the country. And when we talk to them, you know, that's the most interesting question. How are they feeling today about this revenge, this dark plan of killing 6 million civilians? And they always kept saying the same theme, the same idea that they always say, don't judge us by today's standards. Mm. It's very difficult. You cannot grasp and you cannot understand the way of thinking. Don't, Don't try to understand it while thinking it in today's standards. Imagine a 20-something-year-old hot-blooded man or woman that lost literally everyone on earth. Parents, kids, brothers, neighbors, friends, everyone everyone is dead. And you sit around and you see the world starting to rebuild and to recover, moving on. And they are still stuck in their age. And their hatred and their and their and it's and it's so it's very hard for us to you know we we can talk about it for hours but we can we can't really put ourselves in this situation right. so it's very difficult to judge us by today's standards they always say think about it as 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 the as we were at, at back at the time and back at the time this is was the the, the, the for them the, the logical way and the healthy and the, the only way to deal with this pain to do something about it because nobody did. I love that you frame the beginning and the end of the film that way too, by asking that question, because that is the, the hammer of this, of this film. Same circumstances. What would you do? What would you you do? And you know, in cinema, it's like very primal. Everybody can relate to revenge. Not everyone, not everyone will take a gun and will actually do the revenge, but everyone can relate to it. And everybody feels that way inside in some point of another you know, even if it's something light, not just Nazis and killing your family, it could be other stuff too, but it's a very human feeling. Primal. And very primal. So, and cinema loves, that's why it's it's such a, it's, you know, all the revenge stories are so powerful because it's, all, it's always working. I'm so glad you brought that up because, forgive me for the comparison here, but this yeah. isn't John Wick. You know, this no. isn't the story of one man or even... Um, what was the Tarantino one uh, in Glorious yeah, Bastards? Yeah, this yeah. is this is a very different style of of film, right. and it's not meant to be to be cool, right? You know, it's oh look at look at all the crazy things they're doing. Right. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, as as you two are bringing this story to life, mm-hmm. do you consider this uh, an anti revenge film in some ways, or or what is the core of that revenge film that you wanted to bring to life? First of all, you're, you're right. Like when dealing with the subject, we felt the weight on our shoulder. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. even though it's fictional and we had a, a artistic freedom, of course, but all the lines were there. We uh, all the dots were there. Sorry, all the dots were there. We were connecting the line, and we had some freedom, but we couldn't do whatever we want, and we always like you know needed to hold us back, like. This happened. This is the reality. No, this yeah. is what happened, and um, and yeah, um, we wanted we, we didn't want to be the fantasy like in the uh, Glorious Bastards, you know, which is all which is all fiction. 
So it was, we were very obligated to the, to the true story. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. I, we think, you know, there's not, there's not a right or wrong answer here if it's good or bad, but we wanted to, in a way, tell the story of uh, the, the, the theme of the stories, as the characters say in the movie, you know, live good. That's the best revenge. Mm. Like, yeah. And that's, mo that's what most of the Holocaust survivors felt. You know, they felt that their revenge is that they have, you know, sons and daughters and, and doctors and, you know, the people that were actually constructing the country, doing something positive for humanity and building something and not destruct, destroying something. So it's a question. What, what's the best way for, to, to revenge, like to kill back and, and to, to go, on, go on with this vicious cycle of violence? Or do you do something positive and, and build something new? Uh, it's like I said, it's, it's such a beautiful piece and asks such intricate questions. And it never like the the fact that that they're wrestling with things like this is is just unbelievable to me. Uh, one of the things I loved, there's a moment of the film that I, I loved and I say loved. I, I might be careful how I say this because it's a very dark moment. I don't mean I love that it was dark. Yeah, but there's a wonderful line where uh, I believe they're, they're, they're speaking with Max and somebody says, or somebody asks him, do you think the pain will ever go away? And he simply responds, I hope not. Right, exactly. And it is a powerful line. And it was, I actually sort of had to go back and rewatch it. I was like, wait, did mm -hmm. he really say what I thought he said? Yeah. I was wondering if you could speak to that because yeah. when we think about hurt or trauma, we don't think about holding on to it. Now, I know that there's this revenge plot going on as well, but but there seems to be this sense of holding on to the story and never forgetting. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and uh, this is also a line I, I think is really important and strong because these people, this group, small group, there were the exceptions. Most of the Holocaust survivors never tried to take revenge and they moved on with their life. But we were fascinated about this exceptional group that couldn't go on with their lives. And they were so sucked in sorrow and pain and they didn't want to let it go. Uh, and we were fascinated about, the, about it. We thought that if we'll focus on this group, then people will understand, you know, like uh, what was the, all the, 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 all the other survivors who did continue on with their life. But we, we focused on this small group that were in this vicious circle, just and this is exactly what the, the real uh, survivors told us. This is how they described their lives at that time, like a black hole with dark thoughts. They were soaked into it. They stayed on Germany soil. You know, uh, they walked in, in, in the factory, in the water system with people that they actually tried to kill and their families, they tried to get back. So they all, they were all full of hatred. They were full of hatred of the German people that they believed they were all guilty. They didn't see like the Nazis or a, some, a, a different kind from, from the civilians because like there's also a line in the script, Hitler uh, pointed the way, but the German people followed him. Uh, so they, they, as, as they saw it, they were all guilty. And this is why they, they decided to take a, a revenge on a, a national a, on a biblical scale. It, uh, it's interesting you say that because that it, it feels like there's 
almost a biblical level of 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 justice that is that they they want to take matters into their own hands for this mm -hmm. out of the rage and 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 hurt and hurt and shame uh, that they're right. that they're feeling it's it's this one so what I, what I what I find so fascinating about this film is the multiple layers of the mm -hmm. emotional journeys of its characters um and, and I wanted to ask you about this too forgive me this may I, I want to ask this well but I know there's been in this film there's multiple conversations like you just said, mm -hmm. where where they said, well, what what did you do? Why didn't you do anything? And right. obviously we look at this and we say, well, of course you couldn't do anything. Like you, you mm -hmm. know, we sit here, and and watch and say, of you know, this the, in, in the face of demonstrable evil. Yeah. So what is it? in terms of in terms of their journey and the people that you got the chance to speak to how were they able to process those feelings of guilt and shame which you know certainly they didn't do anything wrong but that seemed to carry with them yeah it's you know it's a it's a big issue it was a it, it, it was a big issue in israel and still is because these holocaust survivors after going what they gone through they came to Israel, most of them, with all the guilt and leaving their loved ones behind. Sometimes they, for that, you know, they, they lost everything. And sometimes they had a lot of guilt about it because, of course, they had no choice and they couldn't help them. And in Israel, they couldn't talk about it either. Nobody wanted to hear about it because yeah. everybody, everybody here was busy with building the new Israel and the new Jewish, strong, powerful uh sabra if you know the mean the the term it's like the new jewish the strong uh, jewish guy and not the the one that is haunted and and uh, persecuted so they had no one to talk to and it was like 20 years of silence here and they were so suffering so much and only in, in the eichmann trials in 61 when when they caught when they kidnapped eichmann and brought him to trial in israel and it was such a big event historically and in israel and you know, all the country was shook. It was crazy here. And only when the witnesses in the, in the sentence started talking, because it was part of the, the the court, it was part of the trial. Only then people started talking, really talking about these issues, and the stories started to come out. But these people didn't talk about it. They were felt guilty twice: first for losing their family and parents, and second for being the the the, the weak Jew that uh, you know the the. The not the the the, the weak and the not not the, the new powerful Jew that the, the, the country here try, was trying to build. So they were really poor, really miserable, and, uh, and and that's the guilt a lot of Holocaust survivors are dealing till today. So whoever's alive, it it, it absolutely breaks my soul. <laughs> yeah, to, to think that and yeah. Um, it, it, this this is such a powerful film. I'm wondering for you both, what do you hope people take away from it? Uh, we hope that people will understand that first of all, in our in our eyes, uh, revenge is a vicious circle and it can go on forever. Uh, so you can look at it and in today's topics too like it's really it's still relevant yeah unfortunately this the plan a story is still relevant till today because there are so many conflict uh, going on around the world so many conflict zones 
and like we see, like we have here in Israel till today, and you know, the the this the the Palestinians are doing this to us, and then we are doing this to them, and they, and each side uh, is sure that he's the victim, and it's just a vicious circle that goes on and on and on. So, uh, and this is just our part of the world, and but of course they, it it takes place everywhere. You know, another, another just last message for this movie we see it is that eventually and he says it in the the the, the, the i don't know if it's a conclusion but is one of the 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 revenge they live, live a good life is uh, that's the best revenge is also establishing the, the the country of israel and israel is also part of this this aftermath mm. world and you know a lot that's for all Jews around the world, this is, you know, there's a lot of politics and you can criticize Israel and there's a lot of, it's a very complicated topic, but the bottom line, without the Israel, that's the only home for Jews. And and it's uh, with all cliches, as, as, as cliches and as it's kitschy as it sounds, this is the truth. There is only one, after 2000 years, there's, there's only one country for Jews. And that's the only place without anti-Semitism in the world, anti-Semitism in the world. And so this is also it's not it's we're trying to do it very delicately in the movie, but it's also part of the of the of the theme. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. And I, I should say this, too, is that it is actually quite a hopeful film. Like it's we're talking about all the, the heaviest weights, yeah. but um, just as we wrap up here, I'm wondering what what do you think hope look like hope looks like for for the Jewish people, but also for for these characters? Hmm. Uh, hope is 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 letting go of the sorrow, uh, understanding that it's part of you and it will always be part of you. Uh, but but and then like this is also the conclusion that our protagonist goes to that that his real revenge will be to move on and uh, to let go of the past in a way and to move on and to to rebuild and to start a new life. I think you can see it like till today with the the all kind of there are some people who had some kind of trauma and they're reliving it for it for the rest of their life and they're not moving on and you see that their life is is you know is in a bad shape, but there are people who understand that this trauma is part of them. They're not forgetting about it. They're understanding that it is always we always we will be with them, but they are looking forward and they are rebuilding themselves. So, for us, we think you know on each level, uh, you need to embrace the trauma, but then you need to move on, and and that's the best way. That's that's hope in our eyes. I I appreciate the time that we've had. So we appreciate so uh, you having yeah. us. It's our Thank pleasure. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It's a wonderful film. I wish you the best. And uh, thank, thank you, you so much. Okay, great. Great meeting you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Have a good day. Have a thank great you. day. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.